0: Hello and welcome to the PR Essential Summit. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to have Carlin Ankrum, the CEO and founder of OSNAP oh Social. We're gonna talk about <laughs> social media in the new years, tips to remember, trends to try, and best practices mostly. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning What you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now, here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hello and welcome to the PR Essential Summit series. This is our third year running with the PR Essential Summit, where we talk to experts about what happened in 2023 and what we foresee for future trends in different industries, including social media, SEO, obviously PR, media relations, journalism, content development. And so I hope you guys enjoy this series as we kick off the new year and get ready to build proactive strategies to make your communications programs better. And as always, make sure you email me if you have any questions, ronjini at thesilvertelegram.com. Enjoy the series.
1: Hi, Carlin. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Excited to chat with you. Awesome. Today.
0: If you guys, before we get started, if you guys want to contact her, uh, you can email her at hello at osnapsocial.com. And your website, I'm guessing, is osnapsocial.com as well. Keeping it easy. Yep. Yep. All right. That's right. Great. Well, let's dive into it. We don't have um a crazy slide deck or anything like that. What I wanted to do today is really have people get involved in note-taking. So pull out your notes and your pencil and your pen or how, whatever you use, your iPad, your tablet. And let's talk a little bit about, first of all, I wanted to, try to talk about some of the emerging trends that happened in 2023. So we're basically gonna go and dive into these topics, take a look back at what happened and what that's telling us about the new year and 2024 and what you should do as best practices and as we all know, social media is changing so rapidly and there's a lot of things to do and it can get really overwhelming. For me, I always want to try the new thing and I'm like, well, does that really make sense? So Carlin, I would love for you to kind of just dive in. What did we see come out in
1: 2023 and what were the major trends that emerged from there? I think the biggest thing that we saw in 2023 2023- And it's very appropriate that the Webster word of the year was authentic, because this fits into exactly what we were kind of seeing all over social last year, more so than ever before. I think authenticity has always been part of people's game plan, but I also think people were still very guarded and reserved with how they showed up on social. And it was refreshing in places like LinkedIn, for example. Mm-hmm. that traditionally have been more of a buttoned up platform really start to have this level of transparency. And people have been seeing more result from that level of transparency. However, it's always related back to their personal brand or their business brand, right? Sure. But it's this level of transparency that people are now kind of seeing the light of like, oh, I guess this is this does work. Or, or I guess, you know, people do business with I can still people. be a human. Yeah. Right. And I think right. because of all and like, which is another trend we're seeing is AI kind yeah. of starting to be widely adopted. AI is nothing air quote new really. Because if we think about it, back in the days of I mean Microsoft Word is still used, but remember like the little clippy, like the clippy yeah, like clip, little the guy. Paper clip, the, the paper
0: clip. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's like, I'm Do sure. you do you mean this? Like, yeah. that is kind of the OG thinking about AI. So AI and, and generative AI has always kind of been a thing. Looming, looming around. Yeah. It's always been around. But I think we just saw this expansion and wider adoption of AI, both in the copy writing style space, as well as the artistic graphic space. Okay. Well, and I, I just wrote an article, too, just about
0: AI and how it's actually still very nascent, too. Still, like still today, even though we've been seeing it for the last decade, mm-hmm. it's made. I mean, it, it's it's a very advanced technology. So it's taken a lot of time for it to emerge. And, you know, I work with tech clients and I know you work in the tech space as well. Okay. Like we're seeing it because we're working in that space and now it's hitting journalism and and content
1: development there's still a lot of people who haven't seen AI yet, you know? So, yeah, I think that's I think that's true. And, you know, for a while, I will be totally transparent. I was terrified of AI. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, AI is going to come after my job. Like, here we go. But the truth is, at least as we stand right now, it could all change, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But as
1: we stand right now, I have found that if you know how to use AI with intention, you can win. For your clients, right? Mm. Because if people don't have time to do their own social media right now, they're not going to have time to learn AI. So that's really been, for me, a sigh of relief, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. They still, like, yes, AI, you could plug something in today and you could copy and paste it. But I will tell you, it's not going to work. And just like consumers are really smart with ads, they're getting smarter with AI. People know when something has been generated by, by AI.
0: Just like when we, you know, the phone calls, the the sales telemarketing calls, and then now, you know, if there's a pause, just hang up the phone. Or someone talks to you for a second and doesn't really listen to the answer, but they respond. You're like, wait a minute, this is not a human. Yeah, <laughs> no you're totally right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great another example. Like consumers are smarter than they ever have been before, and so you still have to show up as you. You still mm. have to do a layer of human review for it to make sense but what I always say is AI has been a game changer for me in terms of inspiring me of what content I should be writing Mm -hmm. because there's nothing more intimidating I don't know about you there's nothing more intimidating than like a blinking cursor on a white piece of paper on your screen you're like yeah where do I start where do I start right so if you have an outline or you've kind of got it started it's really great to put it you know into ai and see what else it kind of scrapes and comes up with i also love it for speed it's a great starting place and it's also great for repurposing so if you take your content maybe it's a really great blog post that like has been organically getting a ton of traffic on your website why would you not put that into ai and say hey make 17 tweets about this right I, like to see what it comes up with And it, you know, that it'll already be in two hundred eighty characters or whatever Twitter is saying it has to be now, and you can say use hashtags or give image ideas. And so, for people who maybe aren't inherently creative, it could definitely help speed up the process in which it takes you to create content. I think I think that goes to say though, you
0: know, that doesn't mean you're not creating any content. You do have to create kind of establish a voice and starting point,
1: yes, so that you can create those other. Little pieces that you need. Exactly. I think people are sitting, they're called like like brand briefs or something. I've been seeing that around the internet of like, here's your AI brand brief. Like you put it into the AI and it tells you, it tells AI like who you are and what you do and your voice. And so you like train the bot how to sound like you. I haven't gone far. I just make it really simple. I'm like, you're a social media manager who's trying to tell people that they should record more video in 2024 give them three tips right like yeah and then i kind of it just is a starting point so yeah it's it's definitely a trend that has launched with gangbusters in 2023 and i think it's going to continue into 2024 with like a wider adoption Mm do you think that's the biggest i mean i guess that is the big buzzword ai
0: is like the big one yeah what about what about platforms when it comes to trends and platforms Obviously, I think TikTok really, really, really like kind of came to the surface in 2023 and then Twitter turned to X and like, yeah, we had some of that controversy happen in 2023. What do you think is going to be? And and I feel like to your point, to what you said at the very beginning, LinkedIn became a little bit more place to have a good conversation for business. What else do you see for platforms specifically? What should people be looking at? Yeah, YouTube Shorts
1: come out. A lot of stuff happened in 2023. Yes. So I have a prediction that YouTube Shorts is going to take off, but not in the way that we've seen in the past. So like what's been happening, and I have a blog coming out about this, mm-hmm. I've been digging deeper. I'm like, do I really need to, you know, adopt YouTube Shorts to my overall strategy? But something that's really interesting is YouTube in general right and you know that it's like hyper in the optimization space yeah it owned by google or alphabet right so there's a lot of clout there however they're doing right now in 2023 and i suspect they'll be doing it in 2024 for a little while they are sharing your your shorts with a lot of people yeah yeah but not the right people so their algorithm is not as smart or as tailored right now as TikTok and Instagram reels, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like showing it to everybody and trying to find that audience, especially for those of us that are like, like itty-bitty accounts. They're trying to find your people. But yeah. by doing that, they're sharing it to people who maybe aren't actually interested in what you're doing. They're just people who watch shorts. Yeah. So you get pumped because you're like, oh my gosh, it got 1,000 views in like a couple hours. It's just going to go viral. And yeah. then it like this, goes shoo it just flat lines and it's because youtube sent it out to people to and see people who would respond it. and then that was it and then, then they're like okay, pray and pray yeah and so i'm like that's super annoying but i think short form video is going to continue forward i think where you play is totally dependent on one your capacity and where you can stay consistent and two where your audience lives And I think people have been trying to game the system. And I think a lot of people are going back to, honestly, I feel like they're going to be going back to the basics of marketing, of sharing their messages. And
0: well, and that's to say, too, like short form video can come from long form video. So like, yeah. I I see a lot more webinars and and stuff like that happening. And then you could just pull from there to create those short bits. So I think repurposing and like pulling from things that you've created because people are so money and resource strapped right Mm now. Mm -hmm. It's all about not recreating the wheel, but doing more with what you have.
1: Yeah. And I have been tooting that horn loud since 2020. We couldn't go and record videos. We we couldn't leave our house. Like We just had to get by. And like I couldn't go to someone's office to record them doing something. So there has to be a level of storytelling, a level of understanding who your audience is, and the skill set for repurposing your content that already exists, whether it's in a blog post or a long-form video or shoot. If you're a brick-and-mortar business and you're like, I have a trifold brochure, That sits in my lobby. Okay, start there. It's content's already done.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we have a client and I I do some social media for them. And, you know, that's not our space. Our space is in PR and media relations. But I do, you know, content creation for them. So it's really funny because, you know, they don't really give me a lot of new stuff to work with. And every once in a while, I'll have some new things. But then I'm like, they want, they require that I want, they want us to post every day. So I'm posting every single day, which is really rough when you don't have yeah. new no content, right? Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, shoot, let me just go look at the website. Let me yeah. just go see what's what's on the website. And they have a ton, like a huge repository of content on their website. It doesn't, granted, it doesn't change very often, but it's a lot of content that they've invested in their website. So I just go to a page, I just pull from that, and I was yeah. like, and then I just say, hey, if you want to learn more, go to this page and learn more about this yeah. particular content. And so I'm using like, it's kind of like old school marketing materials, right? You're going back and just kind of using your website, your brochure, your white paper, your key study, grab a little
1: snippet of it and then try to get people to. Exactly. You know, yeah. And especially because I mean, it's funny that you say that because I've been in that boat many times where you're just like, Please give me something new. The photos I have from your office are from 2020 and everyone's wearing a mask and it's weird. Yeah. That I have to put in 2023. So I'm right there with you and leveraging a website. And I also think that's why, still today, mm-hmm. like blogs are super, super vital having on your website. Like consistently yeah. because one, and I'm so I many the- people don't have blogs on so their website. Yeah, and it's a great place for social media managers to comb for content that's mm-hmm. already been approved by you as the thought leader or as the business leader. It's a really, really, really great, and it helps with your SEO. Like, it helps you get found by certain things. So, if you're now can sleeping, you, can on you give blog, us a little bit more? Like, because I, I
0: like this topic of having blog content because it's a really great way to. One like, I mean, I I know what it does for your website, but I can you just kind of go over blogs in general, what they do for your website, including the SEO aspects of it, and how you can
1: find keywords to get in there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not an SEO expert, but I know enough no. to be dangerous. So I know I know it enough. And if you're an SEO expert listening to this, feel feel free to set my my record straight. But I have found blogging super valuable because it allows you to cement your thought leadership, number one. It also gives your website from a strategic angle, fresh content for Google to index and comb through so that it can serve up your website if people are searching for a specific query. That being said, there is strategy behind what you decide to write about and what you don't. I have always been of the camp of like, I'm going to write what I want to write and SEO can be the secondary. There are some folks, most folks, and I typically would recommend, you comb for keywords first, utilizing, you know, Uber suggest or Google trends, or I think Google Google. even has like Google keyword planner, which is part of the ads, Google words, but it's a free planner. And it tells you like what people are searching for and the volume in which they're searching for it and how much competition there is for it. So there could be a wide open lane there, but it just gives you that credibility It gives people the ability to drive traffic to your website around specific topics. And if you're like, man, that feels hard to do consistently, especially if you're if you don't have like a web developer or someone on your team that can upload it for you and you don't have the skills. If you know LinkedIn, I would at least try to do some long form articles over on LinkedIn. And the reason why I say that is because back in 2018, I did an article over there that still grows my audience today. Many, many. Over, when you mean over there, you mean in link on LinkedIn. Over on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. So I leveraged LinkedIn's domain authority. So if mm-hmm. people were searching, for example, how do I find my SSI score on LinkedIn? My article on LinkedIn associated with my profile was number two on Google underneath oh, wow. LinkedIn. So if you're someone who's like, okay, LinkedIn, I know that you have like, what you think, but what does this person think about it? Uh huh. And really smart call to action. So I leveraged LinkedIn's domain authority to get my thought leadership out there. It grew my audience to, I think I'm almost at 7,000, right? Continuously. And it got me a lot of comments and allowed me to engage with people over there on LinkedIn. And what was the topic? It was how to find your LinkedIn SSI score. People were like, oh, that literally was the topic. Okay, that was literally the topic. And back in the day, it was just like an interesting talking point for people because people love data. People want to know where they're at compared to everyone else in their industry. And I kept getting asked this question on client calls. I'm like, what are these people talking about? And so I found out what it was. And this really was a kind of like a quiz style lead magnet, basically, for Sales Navigator on LinkedIn. So, like oh, okay. it, And they're like, if you want to improve it, like you should get Sales Navigator. And I was like, mm. but I did it. And the call to action was, what is your SSI score? Take a screenshot or share it with me in the comments. People legit clicked away, came back to my articles, screenshotted their score and put it in there like, how can I get better? Oh, wow. Which then led to me writing like how to improve your LinkedIn SSI score. Right. How to show up better
0: on LinkedIn. And like, this was in LinkedIn
1: articles. Yes. So, like, under your profile, where it says, "Write an article," that's where you wrote this. Yes, and now, and I think they're they're really focused on articles more so than video on LinkedIn, which I think we're gonna see that trend continue to emerge in twenty twenty four because they've been having for a while, you'd post your article and it would be like gone, like there's nowhere yeah. to like you could say like what articles are by this person. But it wasn't like easy to find. But now no, it kind news- of disappears. Right. It gets lost in yeah. the easy- yeah, yeah, it gets it's- lost. And so now they have like the newsletters, which is basically a notification hub for people to get well, their thoughts. I it. I love the newsletters. Yeah. So I'm gonna
0: yeah, I, I promote newsletters. I I love the newsletters.
1: Yeah. So if you're like, I don't want to do a blog, that feels hard. But you're like, I know how to do LinkedIn. Give LinkedIn articles a try. If you have you know more to say than just one or two paragraphs then it needs to become an article because nobody has time to read your like seven paragraph of Yeah, Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. I know. OK, so that's good to know. OK, so I like. Yeah, I, I mean, LinkedIn LinkedIn has definitely grown quite a bit over the last, mm-hmm. I would say, four or five years. since the pandemic. You know, I think it's really been yes. doing making an effort to become more of a resource for everybody that wants to do business because we all had to be doing business online. But going back to social media, creating social media strategies and developing a strategy that works for you in 2024, I think that's something that obviously it's December. Social media is, I don't know, in my opinion, it's like the last thing I want to deal with before like actually having to post. But what would you say, you know, going into a new year, um, some people like to refresh their strategy. Some people are just continuing what they've already planned. What are your best practices into creating an, an effective strategy for
1: the next coming year? I think the first thing is to, you know, now's the time where everyone is looking at their goals for 2024 as a business. I want you to then, after you've defined those goals, I want you to think about how does social media fit into this landscape of how I'm going to crush those goals. I think people put all their eggs in the social media basket or they don't pay enough attention to it and the power and value that it has. So, I always encourage people to it it's worth refreshing. It's worth looking at where you're where you've been successful this year but also focused on where do I want to go in 2024 and how does social media as a marketing tactic really layer into my all my other efforts that I'm doing whether I'm doing an email newsletter, direct mail or getting PR placements or how does that all work together? What and would you-, you say? What would you say? Which goals would you say like social media is most directly tied to? For me.
0: All of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it really I mean, it is. It's, it's part of your marketing, part of your marketing suite, if you will. But social media is about the connection. It's about driving traffic. It's about, you know, and and I always encourage people to look at their go- their analytics, their Google Analytics at the end of the year. And look, January to December, how much referral traffic did you get from social? And what platforms are they coming from? Right, because if you're going all in on a place like Instagram, and your referral traffic, which is already going to be lower because people's behavior from Instagram isn't to click away from Instagram, right? Maybe you need to be spending more time on LinkedIn, or maybe something else. My clients, we did an audit at the end at the end of the year for all their platforms because. They really only had us focus on the first two in the beginning of the year. And they're like, can you just see like the other platforms that we have presence on, but we haven't updated I'm Like, OK, run Google, run a Google Analytics, Pinterest for them. They hadn't updated Pinterest in a year and a half. Top referral source of traffic. Wow. So now you guys are going to look at Pinterest and. Yes. So now it's like, OK, how do we take all the meaty blog content and the eBooks and the Intel that you have on your website right now, and float it into Pinterest, optimizing the pins properly, coming up with video ideas that are associated mm-hmm. to get people to click on that content. And so that's P- been is Pinterest still very relevant. I just like wonder, if Pinterest yeah, is, like, it dinner. is. I, I think just, like, people sleep on it.
0: It just exists, and then I like, I feel like that happened to me one time. I looked and I was like, wow, I'm getting. Why am I getting referrals from Pinterest? It doesn't make sense because there was, I guess, there's. A, Point in time where I like got really interested in it, and so I was posting short things in there, and
1: people pinned them. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, looks, it people sleep on Pinterest. It, you know, people on Pinterest utilize it like a search engine. They're searching for stuff actively on Pinterest.
0: Yeah, and I mean,
1: I usually look for
0: decoration or recipes, yeah, right? I, right.
1: That's my... <laughs> I look at like nail art and yeah. like, you know, that's what I. That's what I leverage it for. But I feel like in the beginning, when I was starting my business, I was looking for stuff around. Is there a demographic? Do we see like a standard demographic? I mean, I know it's it's mostly women women, like that are hitting milestone moments, like having a, you know, getting married, having a new baby, that kind of thing. But I will say since 2020, I think it's shifted because it used to be primarily like 80% were women. But I think there's more men who are adopting Pinterest. Uh, since 2020 because of like all that home DIY things and mm-hmm. and all of the hobbying things so I think that's been a shift we've been seeing over on that platform as of late but it's still majority the sleeper Isn't hit it. Pinterest like if you have a blog there's no reason and I'm also talking to myself here yeah there's no reason why you should not be pinning your blog to your right interest account that, and week. i think that's
0: what it was i did that for like a while and i was like oh i'm gonna do pinterest and every time i have a podcast or every time we have a blog we're gonna s- stick it on there just to, why not right and then yeah it kind of fell off because there's just so many things to do in a day but yeah.
1: yeah and the thing that i love about pinterest is the behavior of pinterest people don't go on there every day but when they go on there they're pinning like 11 things at once and,
0: and they're so there to
1: look for something that's yeah. the thing it's like that. Yeah. So I think if you go on there, you can mimic that behavior. Yeah. And you can go there and just like add 10 pins to your board. On one day. Yeah. On yeah, your yeah. website in one day for that whole week. And just to see how it goes and then track the metrics. I
0: think that's another great thing about Pinterest is it's not like time sensitive the way like maybe an Instagram or Facebook yeah. or somebody something else is. Like no on one's a, No one's going to look at how many things you posted in one day. They're mm-hmm. just going to see stuff. They're not, it doesn't matter when you posted it. So I like that aspect of it. Instagram, it feels like, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, like the cadence and all that
1: stuff is, is like a thing. Yeah, you have to be consistent. I always say to people, like, I'm never going to tell you to post seven days a week. Um, I'm gonna is that too to much? Post. I wouldn't say it's too much. It just is based on what you can keep consistent. Like, okay. I've seen people go viral multiple times a month by only posting like two or three times a week. Yeah. Like, because people are like, waiting for it. Yeah. And it goes back to like, do you know your audience? Do you know the behavior of your audience and if they're paying attention there? And so I always tell clients, like, we're going to, you know, go with more is more until we can understand better what content is resonating. And then we might pull back and then optimize, you know, those pieces of content that maybe we're only posting three, four times a week versus five or six. I might, I I might have to refresh
0: my, my strategy. I think, I don't think we get a lot of, you know, I, I, we work a lot on referrals and um, we're like industry focused. So we do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, but I've always just been like, so, I don't know, on the fence about Instagram, but maybe like for us, I was just thinking about like a refresh strategy of maybe like doing a PR Thing for PR people, like just something funny, something like because yeah. we're so stressed out. Like for communication professionals, we're like so stressed out all the time. Maybe something like as like a POV, uh, yeah, like and then something just really like entertaining. Because think about thinking about like when you scroll, you know, you're just Instagram. A lot of times you're scrolling, you're not searching for
1: something. People are you're there for- to be entertained, people right. Go on TikTok, Instagram like everyone goes to social to escape something else that's happening in their life.
0: Right. Or if you're 15. if that's your job posting for your job. Posting. Yeah, I know. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. I, I get I've been I've been doing all the Instagram and TikTok recipes. Nice. Which I mean, some of those are really good, actually.
1: They're really good. I did good. like a cocktail one this past weekend with my people friend. are
0: doing a good job. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't so have, I like think- the cute little ornaments to put the cocktail in, but I made a big like vat of it in a a big vat in in, in a punch bowl.
0: <laughs> that should be a social media post for for communicators. Yeah, <laughs> Instead of like a shot, we have a vat of uh, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just a whole thing. With but, a yeah, nice so with it, a straw. Yeah. Yeah. I did get these things as an aside, speaking yeah. of. But like there was like um White elephant gift that I got. It's like a whole entire stocking with like a spout on it. Like, oh my god! College, like slap the bag with wine. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Well, you've given me some That's ideas. On social
0: media. Let's let's kind of kind of bring this to a t. I, I want to really talk about before we get off here is twenty twenty four. What should we be looking out for? What should people be considering as they're diving into this?
1: Yes. So I think the biggest thing, and we kind of just mentioned it when, with our whole discussion around Pinterest, the biggest thing that people need to be paying attention to is folks are starting to more often search for things on social. Okay. So they are looking for things on social media, millennials, Gen Z, they're on TikTok searching for things. So as you are creating your content You want to not only optimize your hashtags appropriately, but you want to also be thinking about what am I going to include in my caption? What keywords am I going to be including in my in my caption? That's a big thing on all platforms. So just consider that as you're writing your content. The second thing is please adopt a video. Please. I mean, This is nothing new. It's been like the trending thing for the past like eight years, it seems. But get really good at telling quick stories in seven seconds or less. Uh, YouTube Shorts, I think it's going to have a wider adoption as we go forward. If, that's a big if, the algorithm figures itself out. Mm -hmm. The third is LinkedIn has been really focused on text-only content right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and we've on that a little bit. And I've been testing that on my side where I don't even add a graphic. I just add text as an update yeah. profile. And it's been getting more impressions and more engagement. I think that's something that currently is freaking people out because the algorithm has shifted over there on LinkedIn, where people are freaked out because they're getting less impressions, a.k.a. less eyeballs seeing their content. Uh-huh. But they're getting more engagement. So that means even though it's showing to less people, it's showing to the right people. Okay. Which I think is encouraging. Fourth, AI. Social media managers will be like BFX with AI. And I think business owners are a little bit further away from that adoption. Yeah. And number five is ways to basically make the internet feel more intimate because it is a very noisy place. So I think people are going to be seeking out niche communities, whether they be leaning into Facebook groups, which I feel like some people are tired of, but they'll be joining masterminds and things like that that have, you know, discord channels or slack channels or, you know, a different membership kind of dashboard Mm -hmm. where they they want to engage and they want to hang out with like minded professionals. So I think there is going to be a major shift to that because people just want the Internet to feel smaller for them. So those are my quick five. I don't know. Oh, there we go. There we go. So I'm using this whiteboard,
0: guys. I'm I know I'm advanced. I'm no fun. (laughs) Brave. I I would be
1: like I don't know how to use this.
0: I figured let's do this for best practices. Optimize your hashtags. Adopt video content. If as if we we both haven't been saying that. Mm -hmm. Leverage LinkedIn more about text only posts. AI and I'm just gonna say everything that comes with it. Yes, (laughs) pay attention to it. And five ways to make the internet feel more intimate. That's a really interesting idea and concept. I like that. You know, one of the things I recently wrote about was how people are going away from niche services. And then people have been like now, like at least people that I've worked with, startups, companies are trying to be everything to everyone because everybody does. They want an all-in-one solution. So everybody does want like an all-in-one solution. So now everyone's like, okay, I'm going to be the SaaS platform. I'm going to be a project management tool. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And it makes it really hard for us to do media relations from a PR standpoint because there's no specific value proposition. You want to be 500 Mm -hmm. things. And so I have noticed that a lot of the messaging has moved from very niche messaging towards a targeted audience to a broad, vague message to a broader audience. And I think that's also messing with media landscape and like how people are telling stories. It's just mm-hmm. not able to you're not able to tell a more specific story of how someone did something when it's like so broad
1: all the time. So it's interesting to uh, say it's interesting to Yeah, that's really interesting because you're right. Like from a PR standpoint, you kind of wanted it to be a little bit more. I want to be as niche as
0: possible, right? Because I want to be special. I want I want my story to be special. But yeah, I I found that a lot of startups are just so scared. Everyone's so afraid (laughs) of being boxed out of something.
1: Yeah. And I also have found that too when consulting with clients, and I'm like, you need to take a stand on something. Something. You need to not be afraid of sharing your opinion. That is really anchored in your expertise. Right. And but they're scared because there's all these competitors out here saying they do X, Y, Z thing and they don't want to be like that person. But I will tell you nine times out of 10, when I share something that either irks me or share something that I see people doing incorrectly in my opinion or in my research or my experience, when I share it, I attract people to me Uh and repel away from me and that is the ticket so when you're showing up how how can you be authentically to like wrap this up with a bow how can you be authentically yourself share your differentiator because that is going to be the key to attracting the right people into your corner of the internet yeah absolutely yeah
0: Yeah. you said it you said it right there might drop (laughs) whoop Well, Carlin, thanks again. I always love talking to you and talking about these ideas and concepts. And I hope in this short amount of time, I hope that like everybody kind of got a grasp on like, hey, okay, I have some ideas on what I want to do for next year. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. I can help connect you with Carlin, but it's carlin at osnapsocial.com if you want to reach out to her directly. And we're here for you. If you guys have questions, ask us on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah
1: do it find us All on right. LinkedIn you for having well, me
0: skin. yeah happy holidays